podcast is brought to you by Inside and get yourself something cool to drink. Come and send me, man. Fucking kill you, man. Man, fuck that shit. I ain't finna shoot nobody. Oh, you know I can't let you go without tapping that ass. How you like the sound of them bells, bitch? They real pretty, ain't they? God damn, Jimmy. This some serious gourmet shit. What's special? Take you in the back and suck your dick. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Happy New Year and welcome all you QT faithful to the latest edition of Tarantino Speculation, the quarterly news and information series here on the Church of Tarantino podcast, where we ruminate, hypothesize, and speculate on all the latest developments in the Tarantino-verse. I'm your host, the Reverend Scott K, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to our year in review winter episode and first of 2024. And joining me on this adventure, this journey into the new year, it's friend of the podcast and co-host of the B News USA podcast, Mr. Pat Fournier. Welcome to the speculation, Mr. Fournier and May Tarantino be with you always. And also with you, Scott. Thank you for bringing me back. Well, you know, this is one of the few times you're going to be on this year. Last oh, year, you, you were on really? a lot. Yeah. I, look at in 2024, the year of the pulp, we're trying to do one person per thing, which I'm trying to expand it. And, you know, but that's why I had you on. You know, gotcha. my uh, Christmas special, which hopefully people enjoy. That was a lot of fun. That was great. For those of you who don't know, this is the this is the duck slash goose killer. He will, if you have a duck or a goose at this time next year, he would like you to send it to him down in yes. uh, New, near New Orleans. And he I was part of all kinds of corn to that cocksucker. Personally, uh, yeah, force feed it to death. Now, did you actually, you know, I didn't ask you on the episode. Did you actually force feed it or did someone else do it and then you just go ahead and Oh, no, it? somebody else does it for you. And then you just you just buy it in a can and you open the can and you, you just have a great time. That is got to be one of PETA's top five grocery items to buy a year. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it, it's it's uh, illegal in California, at least. And that makes sense. I, it might be illegal to send, like, in the mail in the U.S. or something. No, it's it's huh. it's a big no-no, but it's delicious. Again, <laughs> I, I had it on the 24th again. It, it's amazing. Like, it, you're missing out if you've never had it. I, I really highly recommend it. Completely barbaric and delicious yeah. at the same time. On the 24th of Christmas, you choke a fucking duck to death. Yes. And then on the 25th, Elwood Jones will invite you over and you can have 27 fucking birds jammed into 27 other fucking birds for some yep. giant bird centipede <laughs> roast. So yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, it means you missed out on our Christmas special. So you should definitely check out that fucking fun, chaotic event. We definitely beat Lucas's Star Wars one, hands down, blew that out oh, of the fucking water. Absolutely. And it's just as packed full of insanity and ridiculousness as what we just talked about. And singing. And, and there may be some singing going I on. I love the well. singing. I didn't know I didn't know you had it in you. That that was a hidden talent. Oh well. That's at, at first I was like, Dean Martin sang that song. And I'm yes, like, oh, wait. Dean Martin. I, I, I woke him up from the dead. I said, Dean, Dean, Dean please. I know you've been dead. And you know what? Crazy. <laughs> Dean Martin died on Christmas Day. Oh, he did. Dean Martin's death is actually on Christmas Day. The year oh, wow. eludes me. So it doesn't matter. He's dead. It doesn't matter when he died. He died on Christmas fucking day. Wow. He's been gone a minute. He died in 1995 on Christmas uh -huh. Day of 95. So he's been coming up on 30 years. Well, he sounds good for being coming, dead He did 95. sound good for being dead nearly 30 years. And I was <laughs> like, hey, I know none of these references are going to understand. Don't <laughs> worry about me. him, Dean. Just, just saying, him, trust me, you'll be fine. So 
Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Ghost of Dean Martin, for being on the show. That's amazing. Uh, so, what have you been up to lately there in B News USA land? And do you have any New Year's resolutions for this beautiful new 2024? Well, B News USA has been chugging along. Uh, along, we did recently. No pun the, intended. Oh, yeah, exa- oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't even. No, I didn't even intend that one. Uh, we just did one of the best uh, beers in the world, which is uh, from Vermont. It's uh, mm. called Heady Topper. It's it's. Um, you, you live not too far from there, huh? <laughs> Oh, but that also sounds like a possible sex act. Well, it's it's one of the best beers I know. <laughs> like, you well, drink a heady topper and then you get yourself a heady topper and yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to one I and could, all. I could see Tarantino uh, seeing a heady topper. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so we did one of the uh, best be- beers in the world. It's uh, probably uh, the best double IPA in the world from, from Vermont, uh, heady topper. And you know, we just we just uh, keep on keeping on. We just we just drink a different beer every week and just you know. How do you decide your beers? Oh, just uh, sometimes listeners send us uh, beers that they like. Uh, that that was uh, the case for the heady topper, or or we just go um, when we don't have uh, imagination, we just go to the um, big supermarket. There's a supermarket uh, near me that has beers from all over the world. I just you know walk find around a can and go, that looks good. Yeah, you go, and okay, that's the one. All right, let's let's try that one. You know, one of those. Yeah. Well, there you go. And what was your other question? Uh, uh, your you no, your resolutions oh. for this this year, this beautiful well. this beautiful American election cycle year. Oh boy. Yes, it's, exactly. Uh, and also, I mean, being that it's an election year, it also means that it's a fucking leap year. So we get an extra fucking day to deal with this shit. There's going to be some <laughs> Olympics at some point. And uh, who knows? I mean, I'm sure it's going to go out with a fucking bang. Well, uh, I have half of my, I know this is going to come out in January, but uh, we're recording late. Uh, we're recording December. just a couple days left of, yeah. of 2023. So this will be out the second week. I have half a mind of doing dry January, and I just got to convince my co-host to do nothing but uh, non-alcoholic beers for a month. I don't know if that's going to flop, but uh, I'd like to try that this year. You know, not not getting... Is that because you're worried about your liver turning into Fergal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that actually I, i'm you know as i'm getting older uh, i can drink less and less beer and feel like crap in the morning I, i'm i'm sure you can relate we're about the same age so i i can't drink like damn I did near ancient at this point <laughs> are, are you like that too like, I, I, there's a lot of things i don't like to do anymore <laughs> you know what i mean it's like <laughs> it's uh, it's a young it's a young person's game it really is. yes uh, absolutely or it's because you do too much when you're young that's why it's harder when you're older I haven't decided which one that is. You think? You, we don't do anything in moderation when you're younger. No. And that's the crazy thing is, is for whatever reason, when you're younger, you just think, I've got to put everything inside my body right now without thinking about any repercussions down the line. And as you get older, you start going, you know what? And you think you're going to be young forever. You, yes. You think, you think old age is not going to happen to you. It happens to old people, but not you. Well, in my mind, <laughs> I'm still... Probably now early 30s in my mind. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? But my yep. body's like, hey, motherfucker. Damn near 50. Guess what, Guess cocksucker? What? <laughs> Guess what, cocksucker? You, you, you probably two, got you, more days behind you than you yeah. do in front of you. Guess what, dude? You had two beers last night. Now you feel like crap for two days. Welcome. To, welcome I'm not to a big beer body. drinker. I prefer some uh, cocktails, some mixed drinks. I can't uh, do but that even anymore. those, I one to two at the most. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. and I and I just enjoy drinking. I like sip on them. I'm not like bang, give me another bang. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, sometimes my daughter's like, Dad, do a shot with me. I'm like, Nope. I'm, like, I'm, I'm almost fifty. Like old people don't do shots. No. What am I in a movie? Do I have to now kill somebody? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like now we're going on a mission. You know what I mean? Like but that. That's a part of I'll do the shot. There's no mission. There's nothing. I'm just trying not to shit myself later. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. The so there you is, go. Yeah. Mission is waking up uh, not half dead in the morning. <laughs> That's the mission. Let's go to work. All right. Well, we are here to discuss 
the events that have happened this year in the Tarantinoverse, and really, it's been quiet since our fall episode three months ago, which is kind of a kind of surprising considering some of the things that have uh, disappeared that were in the way, some blockages. We'll get into that, but we're going to start in the order in which the year of announcements came. And we're going to start with one that's been a fucking thorn in my paw for the year. And I promise, since this is still, but I'm recording this in 2023, I will leave it alone after this. I will not bitch about this announcement. Are you after sure? I prom- yeah, I promise. You promise. We'll, we'll promise. We're going to move on. Here. Because at this point, I'm thinking that from what's going to happen after this, I talk about this, is we're going to hear more and more, as I do believe this film is going to start, I think, filming this year. But we'll, we're going to find yeah. out. I think so, too. Now, we start our year in review with the biggest announcement of 2023, that being Quentin's declaration back in March, while on the European leg of his Cinema Speculation book tour, that despite vehement claims by himself back in November of 2022, during his American leg of that very same book tour, that he had no idea what his next and last film would be. Lo and behold, four months later, he not only had an idea for it, but a fully finished and ready-to-shoot script entitled The Movie Critic. This means that the movie is either the fastest script he's ever written, or it's just an abbreviated version of his eight-episode TV show that he announced was his next project during his American leg of his book tour that I was on and heard him say back in November. Well, I'll say one thing. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let something out of the bag right now. Uh, 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 I won't say anything about what it is or whatever, but uh, uh, I have written a TV show. I've written eight episodes. All right, of a limited series. I've written all eight episodes. I'll, I direct all eight episodes. Uh, I need to do a polish on it. Uh, but, you know, that might be what I, like, uh, start setting up next year. Dude. Can I just, can I read, please? Can I just get a, t- can I read for you? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, he's, it's on camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And you signed a contract. You don't realize what you signed when yeah. you walked out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you have a fucking eight episode limited series? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's so exciting. And it has not, you have not sent it no, out. No, no, no one, uh, no, I like my agents, my, my agents read it and like uh, a couple of people uh, will be working on it as producers. They're the only ones that have read it. This is breaking news. Yeah, it is breaking news. Holy shit. Does it count as my 10th movie? Just do the math, no it doesn't. Original plans were to begin filming this past fall. But due to a writer's and coinciding actor strike, filming has been pushed back and all we've been left with has been rumors and speculation that we will dive into later in the show. Now, Mr. Fournier, what was your initial thoughts when you heard this announcement? Since I have technically now been on the air with you, so to speak, to discuss this. We've discussed this in private, but not officially in this space. Now, do you like the film's title? Has it grown any sense? And what do you speculate the plot will be about? Uh, My first reaction was, I'm sorry, what? The what? I know uh, plenty of guests have uh, talked about that on your podcast previously, <laughs> but if if you read all the movie titles so far that we have, Kill Bill, The Hateful Eight, and Glorious Bastards, the Reservoir movie Dogs, Pulp Fiction, the movie credit. What? <laughs> Even the ones he didn't film from Dust Till Dawn, Natural Born Killers, True Romance. Right. And we'll finish it off with the movie credit. The movie credit. <laughs> that, uh, that sounds like a very pedantic French movie uh, title. Like, ooh, this is a, a serious movie about people that talk about cinema and appreciate <laughs> cinema for for the art. That, you know, like, we have plenty what? of black and white and smoking going on in this film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and people sitting around coffee uh, tables and, and, and just pontificating. No, Wearing it, it, berets, eating baguettes. <laughs> whatever. Whatever stereotypical French <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, we Americans think. Smoking <laughs> baguettes, eating berets, whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. 
<laughs> so I, it's not it's not juicy. It's not sexy. Right. So I don't know. So has it grown on me? Probably because I, I, at the end of the day, I just trust him. You know, it, it, you, you just got to trust the process, as they say, just, you know, you know, Tarantino is going to come out with with a banger, especially him uh, thinking that it's his last movie. So I'm sure it's going to be spectacular and great. It's just that title just that does does not do it for me. Now, is he going to pull a rabbit out of his hat and ah, fooled y'all? It's not uh, it's not going to be called the movie critic. Critic. It's going to be called uh, you know, I don't know last uh, last mission or you know something more. I don't know. So yeah, it has grown on me because I trust him, but um, I'm not super excited about it. Oh, I, I don't know. It's it's well, I'm excited about seeing it. I'm just it's just not giving me anything to be excited about that title. But what do you what do you think? I, yeah, I. I mean, like you said, it is that movie. The only thing I've had on discussion on this series is maybe because, you know, if you go back to the 70s movies, since this is going to be filmed uh, with the uh, aesthetics of it being in the 70s, mm-hmm. that maybe it's like, you know, the driver, the getaway. You know what I mean? It's, right. Which it's he that hasn't type of se- name in. He hasn't done the 70s yet. And the exciting part about it, I was thinking about this today, because uh, those of you who don't know, the day that we're recording this, I also just released the very last hymn of devotional on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I was thinking that while I was walking my dog that we're going to get back into the 70s music. Like from the Pulp Fiction, the Reservoir Dog, and the Jackie Brown soundtracks, which were three of the more popular ones. We're going to jump back into that sound. So that does excite me about the fact that we'll get one last hurrah in that genre that has just been, I think, it's it's the soundtrack... No pun intended or not intended to be so contrite, but it's the soundtrack to most of his films. I feel like even to his life. Yeah, we use the 60s stuff. That's his younger days, his early stuff. But the 70s music, the the soul, yeah. the hip hop, the R&B, that stuff is going to really, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to dig up and he's going to use throwing into these these movies or into right. this movie. And if you think about it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is all about, as in the title, it's it's all about inside Hollywood, and it's fantastic. So I'm sure the the movie critic is going to be more of the same. It's going to be inside, you know, kind of inside Hollywood movie making stuff, and it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be great and amazing. So, yeah, and like you say, it's 70s. Yeah, uh, taxi driver, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be great. It's just the title is not as juicy as as you know from, from like you said from the get go. Like Reservoir Dogs, like what what is what is that? Like Pop Fiction, huh? You know, it, it it's always like something that j- the title already is almost like those um, exploitation movies. The, mm. the titles already getting you excited. Yes, yeah, this all those titles have always hooked you. But yeah, oh, just you know, even Jackie Brown, like they've always hooked you somehow. Like when you heard the hateful eight, you're like, right. like Inglorious Bastards, like I, I don't know, but this sounds phenomenal. Yeah, Django Unchained, like wow. Yeah, exactly. It's a throwback to to like the, what some of his favorite movies, like Rolling Thunder. You know, yeah. it's like whoa, it's getting you excited. You don't know what ap- Apocalypse Now. You know, it's like whoa, yeah. like, like it's it's like two two words put together that just just make you kind of it, it it it's evocative. Uh, movie critic is not evocative in the same way, but hey, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Can't wait. Now, in your opinion, <laughs> let's be the last time I ask this question. Is this just his TV show adapted into a film? <laughs> as I've been claiming for nearly a year. Well, I've never or heard about is that, this Scott. an idea that he has had in the vaults that he just dusted off and finished during his four-month break between book tour legs? I have no clue. 
That, and I, that's the first time I hear you mentioning that, uh, Scott. <laughs> well, I'm glad this is the first time you heard this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, are you promised that's the last time you talk about uh, that? This is it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we will. How about this? Uh, the fans don't know, but this 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 uh, podcast has about a year. I think five years into it, right? Five seasons. I think is will be the end of it. I feel that this year I'll get through Pulp Fiction. Next year I have something planned for season four. I think that's when we'll maybe get the movie at the end of the year. I'm thinking at the end of 2025 it'll come out. Uh, we'll discuss that in a minute. And if so, then the fifth season, the final season will be out. We'll, we'll spend the time just like Wolf of Pulp Fiction discussing nothing but the final film and stuff like that. And so we might talk about it again in two to three years. But until then, <laughs> until then. I will not beat the drum on this anymore. <laughs> what? Unless, of course, he announces that as fact, and then I can go, ha-ha, I told you. fucking told you. <laughs> but what do you think? Is this, you know, what do we think here? You think that in between November of 2022 and March of 2023, he suddenly said, you know what? I'm dusting this bad boy off, and we're going to fucking polish it up. And here it is. I had this idea for a long time, the movie critic. Or was this actually the TV show that he said, you know what? This might actually be easier and work better as a film. I'm going to fucking do what I did with Inglourious Bastards, which was originally going to be a miniseries. I'm going to tighten it up. We're going to polish it up. I'm going to keep the things that are necessary and make it a movie. Yeah, I, I think it's more that the, the the second the second option that that, that it was it was a TV show, and then he realized that it it might it, it, he already has some. I don't know because is it a project that he thought of doing like on the side of his movies like? you know, like in parallel. And then all of a sudden that's his 10th movie, which kind of sounds odd. Doesn't, doesn't it sound odd? Does like, Oh, this is my side project, something fun to do for a TV series. And then all of a sudden, no, my 10th one, yeah, we're just going to make that into my 10th one. Because if, if he had not decided that 10 is it, you could just say, okay, he just, he just, okay, he's just going to make that into a movie. But knowing that it's his final movie, it seems kind of odd to take like something that you, you had, plan for like a side project to make that your magnum opus, opus like your last hurrah like it, it just i don't know something yeah. doesn't sit right with that especially with that title you know what i'm saying like it's just yeah it just doesn't it just doesn't jive as i've said on this uh podcast a couple of times he should never have announced that 10 was his number he should have just 10th comes out and he goes guess what folks that's it this is it and mm -hmm. then on the thing it says the final film from 10 yeah that's it. And then we'd all be like, holy shit, as opposed yeah. to you've been saying it for so many years now. Now we know. And now you've put yourself into this corner where yeah. if you do want to do some more movies down the road, now people are like, nah, just like Jordan retiring or just like Jay-Z retiring. We knew you weren't retiring. Yeah. But if you don't, not, we're all going to go in with like, I don't think this movie's ever going to live up to the expectations. It's almost like he has decided to tell us what the, what's inside the fucking case. Right, like there's no way it lives up to the hype no. that we're we're gonna build up for it. Because normally, when you announce a Tarantino film, you're excited about it, you're going to it. There is no expectation, but when it becomes the last one, and you've had such a strong track record, yeah, people are just waiting to tear it down. Like the the detractors are just waiting to shit all over this fucking thing and say, "Oh, this. he he was right. He is losing this." You know what I mean? So if he had just bowed out quietly and said, "This is my final film," when it when it's already coming out, it would have been. A lot yeah. better, but or even surprise us all. As soon as the first thing rolls and you see it, it says the final film by Quentin Tarantino, people be like, "Yeah." But he, you know, yeah. he but he can't keep anything in the bag. He, you don't ever tell Quentin Tarantino a secret. He couldn't keep it. There's just no way. <laughs> he just he's just he's got to tell people. But, but like like I said, like he like you said, he painted himself in that corner, and now he can't make a side project into his main movie anymore because 
that's the last one. So you know what I'm saying? Like it can't be like a pet project. No, it's got to be the last final amazing, you know. This is why I said I do believe it's the show because if you know anything about Tarantino, he does not have anything just simply ready. And if you go back six months to the very first volume of this, I played all the audio together of him talking in November and on the Shigeru show and everything he said, he had no plans for the film and suddenly four months later. And as I say, and I'll say it for the last time, it's not that the fact that he changed it. It's the fact that no one asked him, hey, so you're going to do the TV show next? It could just be that simple. No one asked it. It's like, (laughs) I said (laughs) said this recently too. It's as if you had a wife and I met her. No one can see, but she walks through that door four months ago and you're like, hey, that's my wife. Hey, nice to meet you. And then another woman will walk through that door and you go, hey, this is my wife. And I go, I don't ask you a question. Like, I'm pretty sure you were married to a white woman, and I believe that was a black woman who walked through the door. <laughs> Are we just going to pretend that, that this is just your wife? I'm not going to ask you a question. Four months ago, it was a different woman, and now it's this woman. Like, you know, that's exactly what's happened. It's like, just oh. like in the, just like in the TV shows, like in the next season. <laughs> yes, the, yes. When someone's the, killed off, you're like, that doesn't look anything like that person. Right. Or they switch actors, and now you're supposed to, you know, believe that that's you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, moving on. Back on May 22nd of last year, Tarantino announced the passing of his fictional character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the late, great Rick Dalton. At the age of 90, apparently from natural causes, bullshit. We'll talk about it in a second. Two special podcast episodes were dedicated to the life and career of Rick Dalton over on the Video Archives podcast. And as I spoke about back in our inaugural episode for this series in July, QT has stated that he wrote a biography on Rick Dalton. Whether we'll ever see that book is speculation for a later date. Mr. Forn, yes. How have you been coping since the passing of the late, great, whiskey, sour-loving Rick Dalton? And are you also a little suspicious that he would have died of just natural fucking causes? Not some kind of maybe frugal-like liver incident <laughs> yeah. that might have dropped him. And I the fact he lived in 90? Like, <laughs> whiskey sour? Or, yeah. No, I don't know. Eight whiskey sours a night? Make yeah. it to 90? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I just like the concept of, I, I think I think it's so cool to, to, to make up a character and then like two, three years down the road say, wow, wow, he just died. You know, this is so sad. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's neat. It's like, it's like you, you, we're still believing in the uh, alternate uh, universe that um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood created and I, yes. I think it's such a cool idea he uh he was on margaret cho's uh, podcast like a couple of years ago and he he talked about um the career um rick dalton's career after the movie mm-hmm. after once upon a time in hollywood like in the 70s and etc and I, I thought it was very interesting and he was so specific like he like like he was talking about him like he was a real person and i mm-hmm. think that's so cool that that's that's just great i just want to know uh is cliff still alive like we, we we don't know no he's not alive no he killed somebody and he, oh, whatever, you know. No. How about this? Cliff didn't go out for natural causes. Cliff no. went out cool. Somehow <laughs> Cliff's death was way cooler than just natural causes in Hawaii with his wife or whatever. But that's probably fine. He has stated that he has written a book on, you know, a biography on the t- Rick Dalton. And obviously, if you listen to those two episodes, it seems like he's got a lot for it. So when he will or won't put it out, maybe now that he's, you know, put himself into the corner that he's going to make this movie next. The book won't come out till after the movie, so he's probably not gonna try to jump in and have they get lost. Although I think I think he would have been better suited putting the book out now yeah. before the movie because we're still once upon a time is the last book we've had, right? So now you have to wait a little bit. Like if he were to come out with Double V Vega book or something like that, we'd all be excited because it's been a long time. It's been over thirty years since that movie. Yeah. We'd be excited, but it's hard to keep wanting to stay with the Once Upon a Time crew now that we're getting ready to move 
onto something else. And he might have to wait a couple yeah. of years down the road for us to see the Rick Dalton book, if it ever comes to life. Now, I did some research prior to even asking you this question, and I could find nothing where a, another fictional character had been killed off by its creator in a press announcement, as opposed to like either on screen, in the pages of the comic book, in a book, you know, in the actual medium with which they live. Mm. Can you remember or think of any other fictional character that its creator just said, hey, guess what? <laughs> this guy's fucking dead. Move on. Like, you know, like no. George Miller comes out and goes, by the way, Mad Max, fucking guy died, all right? <laughs> Inhaled a lot of sand, fucking kaput. We're moving on. <laughs> you know, like, no one's come out with no. something like that. Can you think of anybody? No, I, I can't, which is why it's so cool. It's, it's Tarantino. That's, that's why we love him. I, I just, and I think it's also why other people hate him. I do well, think it's why. I, I do yeah, think like, sure. like it's a very love hate relationship. Some we see it as that's kind of cool that you've updated us on these characters we love. And sometimes, as we'll talk about maybe in a week or two from this podcast, <laughs> about getting blue balled by him. But I think also some people might see it as this just fucking guy just wants to still continue to be relevant. He's always yeah. got to fucking announce some, something. Fuck you. Fuck Rick. Dunn. I know there's a people out yeah, there like who rolled their eyes like, oh, this fucking guy. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> guy made up his dad. What hey, oh, freaking big do? fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> No, I could totally see that, like self-indulgent and stuff. It, we just happen to love it, and, and you know, it's just it's it, like you said. The the, the world is uh, divided into Beatles fans and Beatles pe Beatles people and Elvis people, and they, it's just like that. You, know, you you in with Quentin or you or you not? It's just you know, we we in obviously, and we just we yeah. love it. We we indulge him. We 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 wait for him to indulge, you know, in, in, into that fantasy stuff. We love it. So no, but I can't I can't think of anybody else doing that. That's pretty cool. I, I have looked for those two episodes on the the movie archive podcast. I, I couldn't find them. Like to to do um, like to listen to them for this this episode. Really? I, I couldn't find them. I don't know. I, I really haven't been listening to that podcast. To be honest with it's you, it's hard excited. to stay up with it. For well, me. yeah, and with all I was the stuff I'm doing too. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm I'm producing mine. I'm listening to yours and a bunch of others. And it's that one when I listen to it, it's like it's two people that talk about movies that I've never seen and I probably will not ever watch because uh, one, I might not want to, and two, I probably can't find them anyway. It's just like, uh, yeah, I was excited about it before. It's it's I was like, whoa, Quentin Tarantino's doing a podcast. This is gonna be amazing. And then it's so niche. It's niche inside of a niche inside of a niche. You know, it's it's a movie podcast, which is great. But it's a movie podcast about movies that were on, only on VHS that him and his buddy uh, watch and almost <laughs> nobody else in the world watches. Like, oh, dude, like, do you have to be in a niche inside of a niche within a niche? It's like, uh, I don't know. I know. There's a part of me that wishes he and again, this, it's his own thing. I get what they're doing. It's because they own all, you know, he went and bought the entire fucking store. Yeah. Like, he owns all the videos that were at that place. So he owns it all. Roger, Roger Avery got fucked because he didn't make enough money. He got all the Goodbye. laser discs. He got the fucking laser discs. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So poor Roger. I feel bad for the guy. Always, it's always second fiddle to Quentin. But you sometimes wish they would pick some movies and talk about the movies you know and hear exactly. their insight into them. And it's okay to be some B movies that are, you know, avant-garde here and there. But sometimes you're just like, okay, this week they're just picking. It's almost oh, no. as if they go, like, you know they have popular movies on the fucking shelf. Don't, they don't talk about the thing, you know. What I mean, yeah, talk about like talk about some of the movies we know that you yeah. have. Why are you pretending? 
Why are you pretending you don't have these movies? Like Die Hard, we're not going to talk. Well, you're just going to bypass them? I know. It's it's just too niche. Yeah. Like, at some points, I'm like, all right. I mean, I don't care what your idea this week is on Crocodile USA. I don't know. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really care about yep. this. I don't have the six hours to listen to you talk about it. Yeah. So, but hey. If you but but if we just start to talk about whether or not certain movies are what I well you know we already no, we, we talked about I will yes. I'll jump in yeah speaking of kind of physical media back in May the same time frame Lionsgate announced that it had partnered with Quentin Tarantino and was releasing three of his films on 4K Blu-ray in the fall of 2023 those films being Kill Bill Volume One and Two as well as Jackie Brown now as of this recording not only have those 4Ks not been released. But there hasn't been a rumbling about them since this initial announcement. I even went on to Lionsgate's website, to their physical media, their shop. None, none of those movies are in there. Nothing. I looked everywhere. Nothing. They're just, it's as if they were announced and then fucking gone. Once now, again. Now, as much as I would like to add this to my list for the church's upcoming Inglorious Blue Ball series, that debuts <laughs> two weeks from the release of this recording, I cannot sense it technically out of QT's hands. And he wasn't the one who made the announcement. Mr. Fournier, yes. what the fuck is up with this bullshit? Why haven't these been released yet? And when will we ever fucking see them? Oh, no. It, it's Blue Ball City with, <sighs> with the Tarantino stuff this year. I find like this year we haven't gotten anything substantial. It's just I'm announcing this. This is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Six, months, six months later, uh, crickets. You know, this is going to be great. And then nothing, you know. So I got a TV show. I got a movie. We got some Blu-rays. I'm uh, doing a puppet show. <laughs> and, oh, I we got, got a nothing. Dance. Oh, we got no, a boom, but a big. Nothing. <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone's so, made a bigger career on announcing something and nothing happening. Than did, nothing happened this year. Like we, we've got nothing. a bunch of stuff and we got nothing. nothing. But, but okay, so I... I I think I told you uh, off, uh, uh, not off camera, obviously, but uh, <laughs> off off mic that I, I'm I'm not a in big the secret bunker. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's in the unreleased tapes. Uh, yeah, no, I think I talked about it on the show. I'm not a I'm not the biggest Kill Bill fan, so and, you know that's that you know to me it doesn't do me much. But but Jackie Brown 4K, that now that I was excited about that, and we yeah obviously didn't get anything. And I remember the announcement very well too. Uh, we did get uh, Natural Bone Killers in 4K, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to get uh, very soon. Yes, but that obviously, it, you know, just like we have True Romance, yeah. against well, those are it. those are side, you know, I mean, they were, they're in the realm, but they're not We did get official. Pulp Fiction. We did yes, get we Pulp Fiction. We have Pulp and we have Reservoir Dogs. And we Reservoir Dogs, which is breathtaking. Reservoir Dogs in 4K is breathtaking. I watched it again. I watched the opening scene again last night to show uh, one of my friends. It was like, look, look how good it looks. And it's like, you look at the faces like they just the the opening scene and it's just like they're in front of you it, it's unbelievable so yeah well yeah. we'll wait i mean we have the blu-rays whatever but well there's also some rumblings that they're going to also you know lines getting out they've kind of owned most of his stuff that we would also eventually soon be getting because next year for those who don't know or i should say this year because we're in this year when you're listening to this there are four major anniversaries coming up in the tarantino verse being the 20th anniversary of kill bill volume 2 the 30th anniversary of the Natural One Killers release, 30th anniversary, obviously, of Pulp Fiction, and the 15th anniversary of Inglorious Bastards. And Inglorious Bastards has been rumored as well to be getting one of those 4K releases from Lionsgate, which we'll probably never see. Because <laughs> apparently, Lionsgate's too busy giving money to John Woo to make shitty Christmas movies. Anyways, well, that's on a, I talked about that in a different podcast. <laughs> but, um, so I guess this is a pointless question to you, but do you think we'll get the whole bloody affair as a special feature on one of the Kill Bill releases? 
No, I don't think so. I, I, don't I think, think so that's uh, I think that's like the white whale of all white, white whales and Tarantino verse. But yeah. we, I don't understand uh, Inglorious Bastards in 4K. It's already in 4K. Apparently, either there, it's being released on that by Lionsgate, or it's being on released what? by on, uh, on like a, an or? Arrow or something. It's but what's 24 K, <laughs> 24 carat, <laughs> nothing better. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've seen it. It's the best ever. 24K is the only way to go. Trust me. Like we've never seen before. Never folks. seen before. You've never seen so many bastards being inglorious before <laughs> in your life. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, staying with your favorite movie, Kill Bill. <laughs> Back hey. in July, Mr. Tarantino himself killed Kill Bill Volume 3 speculation by saying it is Extremely unlikely that the film will ever happen. However, as we will discuss on our upcoming information series, he's not always a man of his word. And what? Maybe, because we also, in my very first episode, we talk about Double B Vega, aka the Vega Brothers, and how that may or may not turn into a possible novel one day. So I think Ooh. Kill Bill, I would like to see it possibly if they were did volume three, maybe in novel form or giving it to someone else, and maybe an anime form. I can see Because that. the animation in Kill Bill was pretty fucking cool. And if any of his movies would parlay into a really cool animated Netflix release or whatever release, I think the Kill Bill volume 2 could really work. You could still bring back the voice actors. It doesn't matter what they look like anymore, you know? Mm. So it does kind of hide that for them. That would be cool. Now, are you surprised at all by this news? And did you ever think we would actually get Kill Bill volume 3? Uh, uh, honestly, no. I mean, hot take, I know this is controversial, but a lot of people were hoping for uh, Kill Bill 3 to be his last last movie. And I'm like, no, no, please, no, 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 please, no. So apparently it's not happening, which I'm glad because, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan. But hey, to each his own. His own and I think, um, like you said, anime, that would be cool. I would even mm-hmm. probably even watch that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I could see something like that. Why not? I think some of the reason it got a big push was back in 2021, it really got a big groundswell from, uh, what's her name? It played Vernita Green. I don't ask Vivica me Fox. About Vivica Fox was okay. pushing for the possibility of this. She even appeared in a music video for SZA last year with the song titled Kill Bill, with the theme being exactly about that. And she plays the, she helps this woman around. Anyway, see the video. Um, she was pushing for Zendaya to play the daughter. So there was a real push that was getting some groundswell. Our good friend, Miss Sin Electric, even created music for it uh, to try to inspire him. And she even was able to hand him a tape at a meeting one time. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, Sin Electric's cooler than you think. So there was a push. There was definitely a groundswell in 2021. And uh, I think it spilled over into 2022. But I think, obviously, as time has gone on, it's died off. And I do believe... I think maybe some of it was, we were hoping he'd do volume three to force him to then have to do another movie without him knowing it. You know what I mean? I think it was mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, do a volume three, do a sequel. And then he'd be like, I don't want to go out on a sequel. I'll do one more. And we're like, we got you. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. No. And unless it gets into some kind of uh, other medium form, I'm, I'm all for that. The only positive yeah. thing that I think I will learn on my journey through his blue balls uh, <laughs> is the fact that he um, is with him being a writer now. He's retiring from directing. Which I think is key. Doesn't mean he's retiring from writing. No, no. So he has, we've seen, he's given three projects away already in his lifetime for people to, to direct. And I do not mean this to be blasphemous to anyone who's a huge Robert Rodriguez fan. Robert Rodriguez 
could use a few of Tarantino's scripts to... Uh, now, that's to, a now, good idea. Now, let's think about this. Rodriguez, some of his yeah. best movies, in my opinion, two of his best films are him directing source material. From Dust of Dawn, written by Tarantino, he directs it fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. And the only movie I think of his that jumps that is Frank Miller's and him, mm-hmm. Sin City. What he did with those two films that he didn't technically write, yeah. spectacular. So, if there's anybody that... Tarantino might feel comfortable allowing to would be our boy Rodriguez and anything where Rodriguez has touched that Tarantino has kind of helped with has been spectacular. So yes. he could, huh. you know, he could use a little boost. I think it would be great. But again, this is, this is total speculation and hope and just pure hope that that's what we can see is that if there's anyone he trusts, it would be him. And also possibly, and I don't know if Edgar would be into it, but Edgar Wright is a big fan of Tarantino's and Tarantino has spoken a lot with him and they're good friends. So it could be a possibility maybe we also get an Edgar Wright and Rodriguez. Who knows? Maybe one day they'll get a chance to take a script of his written and fucking run with it. But that's for another date. We never know. We don't know. That would that would be amazing. Written by Quentin Tarantino, uh, Robert Rodriguez directed. That yes. would be that'd be Edgar great. Wright directed. That'd be fantastic. Because Edgar Wright's got, I mean, if you watch Edgar Wright, he is the British young Tarantino-esque type of now, person. Remind me what he did. He has Baby done Driver, Baby right? Driver. Yeah. He has done The End of the World. He has done... Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the, the cop one? Oh, the um, Cornetto... Uh, tr- yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, okay, and one okay, of my favorite. Okay, yeah, gotcha. he's done Shaun of the Dead. Like, he's done a lot of yeah, yeah. great films, so... Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. And his Baby Driver is spectacular. What he's done mm. with Baby Driver is unreal. So, and they have yeah. very similar tastes. He's great with music, just like Tarantino, yeah. but he's got his own flair for it. Like, both of those directors could mm. could service some uh, work of Tarantino's quite well. Oh. Yeah. Good. There is hope. Now, this is just a hypothetical. What film of Tarantino's would you have liked to see get a proper sequel? Well, the Vega Brothers, obviously. Yeah. To, to me, in an alternate universe, instead of Kill Bill, we would have gotten uh, the Vega Brothers movie because the both actors were still young enough, yeah. and that would have been just unbelievable. I mean, I I love mm-hmm. you know I love Michael Madsen. I, I love those two characters. That would have been just unbelievable. You know, yeah. it would have been. So. Oh, yeah. Well, in two weeks, you can listen to how I feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 100%. Just, yeah. You could you could just sit there and just, you know, fantasize about the that movie and what it could have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely would want to see that. Or read, like, if he can just sit down and, and, and write it, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what he could do? He could put uh, music cues in the book. And, and you can have like a oh, playlist. Oh, absolutely. And a playlist. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and it's like cue whatever song. And, I mean, American and, Psycho does it. Anyone who's read the actual book of American Psycho, Brett Easton Ellis did it. There's a full okay. two or three chapters just for talking about albums. He talks about uh, a Huey Lewis album. He talks about a Whitney Houston mm-hmm. album. And he talks about a Phil Collins album. And obviously the the Huey Lewis one turns into the scene in the movie where he's walking around with the fucking axe and kills Jared yeah. Leto's character. So I love that one of my favorite books. But yes, yeah, so that's it, it's not un, unheard of before. It's definitely a cool. thing he would do. Yeah. Again, we shall see. 2024 brings with it I new hope hopes. So. New hopes. We didn't get anything this year. <laughs> we didn't get fucking <laughs> nothing. Shit. We got blue balls. Just, that's what we got. just like in the movie Space Balls when <laughs> the black short trailer goes, We ain't found shit. It's like, We ain't got shit. <laughs> So we got this year. Nothing. nothing. Nothing but Blue Ball Central. And we're sitting here with our money. Like, yes, come on, give us I something. Know. We want something. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> well, we've already started to do some speculation, but now let's jump with that speculation into some rumors. Everyone likes a good tea session, as the kids say. When you little scamps get together, you're worse than a sewing circle. Look at all. 
And these rumors and speculations are about the movie critic. Because of last year's writers and actor strike, Tarantino's final film, The Movie Critic, won't start filming until sometime this year, which means we most likely won't see that hit theaters until either summer or Christmas of 2025. Now, to be honest, I truly thought by now, with both strikes being over, we would have heard some concrete casting announcements. But that is not the case. So all we have been left with is rumors to speculate on. Now, the most credible one is Paul Walter Hauser being offered the lead role in the film. For those of you who don't know, Mr. Hauser made a name for himself with roles in I, Tanya, Black Klansman, Richard Jewell, Cobra Kai, and, of course, Blackbird, which he won a Golden Globe for. Now, the role he is rumored to be playing is Jim Sheldon, a movie critic for a 1970s porno rag. Now, of course, at the time of this recording, Mr. Hauser still has not been confirmed by any official sources to have been offered the role. Mr. Fournier, are you familiar with any of Mr. Hauser's work? Do you like him as the possible lead in the upcoming film? Or were you hoping for someone else to be offered it? No, I like him. I like Paul Dano uh, also. I think his name has been floated also. But um, what has it been on? Okay, he, he looks so familiar. I've seen he has him been in, in a bunch of stuff. Uh, I, Tanya. He has been in I Black Klansman. He was the yeah. star of the movie Richard Jewell about the security guard who, during the bombing at the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, mm. uh, saved people and then became the first main suspect and then was finally cleared. He has played some roles in the TV show Cobra Kai, and he was on the Apple TV Plus series Blackbird, for which he won an award for. That's where I've seen him. Yes. Great, and you've probably show. seen him in the other ones. As soon as you see his face, you're like, ah, uh, yes. Oh, no, I, I, I see his face. And Blackbird was amazing. Have you, did yes. you see yes. you watch Blackbird? Spectacular. Oh, oh great. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I like him. I, I I think it's a fine choice. I think some other people were hoping maybe, if not him, Jesse Plemons oh, yeah. would be a good one. But when you see when you see his face, and this is not me being mean to him or being a body shame or anything else. No. When you see his face and you think about what the role is going to be, you go, he looks like a guy who would write for a, a porno yeah. rag in the 70s <laughs> about movies. Right? Like, you just, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I were to say to you, I'm going to show you three pictures, and you tell me which one of these guys does the exact thing, and you go, <laughs> Do a lineup. Him. You, you know what I mean? Like, even if you don't know something, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's that guy. That one, that guy. That's yeah. him. That's who he's definitely, he's definitely right for porno. <laughs> if he's not right for porno, he may be on a list. <laughs> Lives in his mom's basement. and No, I, I like it. I, I, I think it's a good choice. I, I, like, I like that acting. Plemons, Plemons would, would, would be good too. I love yes. Plemons. Now, when do we think this will hit theaters? Is Tarantino going to aim this for another once upon a time? time summer release in 2025 i think so or do you think he wants to close it out with the big old christmas at a fourth christmas day release i think summer 2025 yeah because so here's I, the thing summer hmm. 2025 would be a lot easier for me to do the plans yes. i have not Absolutely. having to work at school being yes. able to travel across the country <laughs> Same. and Same not worry yeah. about taking time off and not getting paid for it to do yep. it it would definitely work out for my plans Please. it would uh, and, and it will give me it will give six months breath to then have a season devoted to it the following year. Mm-hmm. Give it a little bit of time. <laughs> um, so yes, I am quietly hoping for next summer for the summer of 2025. That would be great. However, he's got to start filming it now. It usually takes him a year turnaround. Yeah. So he's got to start filming it spring summer of this year for that that's to what, happen. That's what I'm thinking. If it happens, if it happens. It'd be great because it would work out. For anyone who's just new to the podcast, thank you. And interesting that you would join on this episode. But hey, you get it in when you get in. You get it. You get no exactly. You're missing a lot of information. We apologize. (laughs) There's a lot of things that have happened prior to this to understand the camaraderie and the things we're talking about. For the final one, I am picking up as many of my guests and friends along the way, and we're having a caravan out to LA to watch this movie in his theater. 
on one of the opening nights for it. And then getting together somewhere in some hotel something and recording one giant circle jerk. I don't know how we'll make this work. Of a podcast. We promise to talk a about it. Yeah, a review. A review of the movie and how we all feel about it. Yeah. And then, in fairness, uh, my friends across the pond who are unable to make it, I am then going to... Make a trip over a couple weeks later, fly over there, hope to see it at the Prince Charles Theater over in the London, um, making my first trip to the UK, getting to meet all my friends over there, and then doing a similar thing over there. And then hopefully the following year in 2026, do nothing but talk about the film. So those are the plans. But those of you who don't know, I'm also a teacher and we get the summers off. It'd be great yes. if it's in the summer because I can make that work. If it's a Christmas time, not the same. I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to really save money. Because my wife's gonna be pissed if if I take a week or two off without pay. So, oh God, <laughs> I can't take, do that. I'm, you know, one of them got the fake. Got the fake death. I'll do a family leave. One of my family members is gonna be faking a death or a bad sickness, and I'm gonna be taking care of them out in L.A. So, <laughs> just just hope they don't ask you for the death certificate because that has happened to one of my coworkers. He he had to take off for I think his dad's uh, funeral, and the principal said, "Can I see a death certificate?" It's like, really, dude? Like, really? Did you just ask me for my that's yep. that's <laughs> so yeah hopefully not uh, well we're we'll, we'll be hopeful we'll be hopeful that it's june well, july because, time frame of 2025 yeah because once upon a time in hollywood came out in the summer so it did not? most of his films though have come out either in uh, october september time frame yeah, or christmas or a few in the summertime but normally he's a fall person hateful aid was uh in uh christmas, christmas jango's uh, christmas jackie yeah. brown's christmas Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, both in October. Inglorious Bastards uh, was in September. Um, Kill Bill, Volume 1 in October. Volume 2 in April, I think. Death Proof came out in April as well. The, or when it was on the, what's it called? Uh, Grindhouse. So normally he's fall, October, Christmas time frame. Actually, the very first real summer release was technically Once Upon a Time. But mm-hmm. we'll hope we'll hope maybe we get a summer release. It'll also depend, I think, probably what's coming out that summer from some of the big Places as well. Yeah, I can see that. And lastly, there have been a slew of Tarantino mainstays being rumored to have possible roles in Tarantino's last film. Earlier last spring, Samuel L. Jackson was asked if he had a role in QT's final film, to which he just smiled and refused Mm. to answer. In October, rumors started circulating that Tarantino was in secret talks with John Travolta about a role in the movie critic. And just a few months ago, Kurt Russell's name also came up as someone who might have a role in the film. Now, of course, none of these rumors have been confirmed nor denied. And let's not forget, Mr. Tarantino himself said last year that he wanted Bruce Willis to go out in style with his final role being a cameo Mm -hmm. in his own final film. Now, those of you who don't know, I have a side project with my good friend, Mr. Steve Smith. We do Dropping a Bruce, where we look at all of Mr. Willis's straight-to-DVD releases. I have seen some stuff on him lately. The aphasia has definitely set in. If Bruce is in this film, it will be some kind of... Almost like Val Kilmer-esque cameo in Top Gun Maverick because, you know, he can't talk anymore because of cancer. So it's going to be one of those like, hey, there's Bruce. You yeah, know, like, so. like, like Hitchcock in, in his own movies. Like yeah. Just, just passing by walking a dog or something. Yes, yeah, so, something. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Now, Mr. Fournier, how excited are you that we might get to see some of these stars from the Tarantinoverse reunite? Or QT's last hurrah. No, oh, I'm excited. And are there other names you're hoping that get added in there? Oh, well, you didn't ask me that, and oh, now you, you put me on the spot. I, I wish. Right, you, you know, how about this? Me. You take a you take a moment to think. But how are you feeling about these? 
How are you feeling oh. about these possibilities? I'm very excited, especially Kurt, Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt Russell has to come back. He's got it. I mean, he's, he's amazing. Really? Kurt Russell yeah. more than uh, seeing T uh, Travolta one more time? That would be cool, too, but... I don't know something about I, just Kurt Russell. Who? How, how can anybody? He's he's almost like Dolly Parton at this stage. Like who doesn't love Kurt Russell? So I, I want my. I, I don't know if we talked about this, uh, but I want my my life to be narrated by Kurt Russell. Like he's he's just such a cool cat. I mean, so yeah, the more Kurt Russell in Tarant with Tarantino's words, please. I, I want more. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, Travolta would would be great. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Who else? Now that's a good question, and I, I'm gonna need a minute. How, how about you? While, while you answer, I'm I'm, I'm gonna try and find because uh, I thought about that the other day, and mm -hmm. I, I can't for my my we old. I, I I can't remember who I came up with, but it was it was a couple of people. Yeah. Now I love Kurt, but he's been in quite a few. So if he didn't come back, we did get him in Death Proof. He does the voiceover and makes another appearance in Once Upon a Time. And, of course, he's in fucking Hateful Eight. So I would be okay if Kurt didn't make the last hurrah. I would really like to see Sam and, and Travolta back in the movie together again. I would love to see Travolta back like in. In a scene together would be cool. Either in a scene together would be amazing. But even if they're not, but it would be great to see. I think Travolta. I mean, obviously, I, I think that Sam is in. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any word in my mind. The man is the most used member of the Tarantino you know, casting department, he's going to be in this fucking film. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that Samuel L. Jackson yeah. is going to be in this film in some fucking way. So that, so that's almost like he's in. I don't believe Bruce is going to be in much of anything, if no. at all. I would love it to be, but I, I think, unfortunately, maybe this writer strike and the aphasia has really started to set in. I'd be surprised if we get to see him at all. So of them, Travolta's the most intriguing to me because... You know, of the four that they've named, he is the most intriguing because he's only been in one film. And, and for those who don't know, Bruce has been in twice. Obviously, he played Butch in Pulp Fiction, but he also was in the Man from Hollywood, the fourth room of the short oh, yeah. film part of the little saga they did in 95 when they released this movie called Four Rooms, where Tim Roth was this bellhop and went to four different rooms. There was like an anthology story within it. And the last room is called The Man from Hollywood. Tarantino's in it. He directed it. And Bruce Willis is also a part of that. So Bruce Willis is technically in two Tarantino uh, projects. So I, I, Travolta only made the one time. And it'd just be great to see John yep. back in something. Uh, while you were talking, I, I was thinking uh, Jeff Bridges, I think, would be amazing in, in a Tarantino movie. I, I think him doing dialogue, Tarantino dialogue. And Christian Vale. Like, I really would want to see Christian. Oh, so you're just, you're just pulling in people who haven't been in. I was asking, who of the oh. main stays? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, would you like I didn't come pay back. attention to the question. Another person would be for me also is Buscemi. I feel like Steve should have been in more. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. You know, but Christoph Waltz. I want to see Christoph Waltz one more time. One more time. I love him. I love him. I just I can't get enough Christoph Waltz. That's my last question for you. Is there anything you're hoping to hear be announced that will actually come true? In 2024, do we think we'll finally get the actual official date of when they're going to film it? Are we thinking like early spring in the next couple of weeks to months that we're going to start hearing some actual official, you know, because like, it feels like if this is going to be released in 2025, because he wanted to release it, I think, either this summer or this coming winter. Here's my one thought. He was going to mm -hmm. start filming in the fall, which right. means it was going to come out Christmas time, 2024. Mm -hmm. That was the original push. So if that's true, then if he's got himself another depth of time, we might not see filming begin till summer slash fall anyways, and then we would get that fall release. If he starts the ramping up early, we'll know that we're going to get our summer reprieve and everything will work out the way we hoped. Okay, so if you would have asked me last year, I would have said 
that, oh yeah, it's just, just going to work out just, you know, according to schedule. This year, we learned that there's no schedule. There is, there is blue balls left and right. It's like what we thought was a given is, is, is no longer, like we, we can no longer just go, oh yeah, it's just going to be announced and then it's going to, no. This year was just a bunch of, we're going to do this. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. Oh, no, we're not. You know, so I don't, logically it would, they would start shooting, I think in the spring or whatever, but, but we don't know. Like this year we learned that what we thought was going to happen, just, eh, guess what? Another six months and you don't hear anything about it. Just like the, the 4Ks. So you guess as good as mine, but I would think, yeah, they would. They probably start shooting, or we don't even know anything, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, guess what? It just it, it's wrapped, and now it's in post production. Like that could happen too. You know, I don't know. It could. And, and you know how he is now since uh, Hateful Eight. He doesn't want anything leaked anymore. Like you have to actually go to his house and sit down and read the only script that exists <laughs> in the world, and that does not uh, get out of his house. So you know, he's 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 going to be tight lipped about it. I'm sure. So it's I don't know. Uh, it's speculation. That's that's why the podcast is called that. But what do you think? I wouldn't be surprised if this pushed or he scrapped it again. <laughs> I right. be if we never get the movie critic, I wouldn't I would be, not be surprised. surprised. Well, you're right. Only you're because right. it had so never much see time. The movie critic. Because of the strike, he now has more time. He had he's had time to sit around and not you know whatever. So and he's got an excuse to not make it. it yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He does. He has. Ooh, he has an excuse. See Daisy does yep. strike. What am I gonna do? Oh, whoopsie doos. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do? Oh, I know. I don't know. We're just gonna white knuckle it through like we always do as a Tarantino yeah. fan. We're just gonna hope and pray that something comes true and we don't we know might, what. We might never see the movie critic. It might be a book in five years. Who knows? We don't know. It might become the show again. <laughs> it might become a TV show. It might be on Netflix next He'll year. just change the name of it because he's not going to go with the movie credit. He'll just be something else. Yeah. Who uh, knows? He just keeps us on our toes. But, you know, this is fun. This is, this is why we're doing this show because one day it'll, it'll be he'll be too old and he'll be retired and we'll be old and we're just going to be like, eh. You know, there won't be any excitement anymore because he, he would have done everything he 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 was going to do and we're going to be old and but right now it's still exciting it's still going on it's still speculation maybe will he won't he it's going to be great do you think i don't know so you know we just it's 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 fun like we we having fun like like we like we are today so it, it, that's all it's all about you know we're just having fun a couple of jerks uh talking about stuff we might never see and that's it and we, with a few people listening and hopefully you're having fun as well with us and that's that's what it's all about thanks for uh, listening to us by the way And that's a wrap on our year in review winter episode of our Tarantino Speculation Series. I would once again like to thank my special guest, Mr. Pat Fournier, co-host of the B News USA podcast, for joining me. Now you can find the link to the B News USA podcast and the show socials in our show notes. And as always, you can become a member of the Church of Tarantino by following us on all our socials. Those links can be found in the show notes as well. Now be sure to subscribe, like, and follow this podcast so that you can stay up to date on our Tarantino Speculation Series. New episodes drop quarterly or whenever major news from the Tarantinoverse that needs immediate speculation on is released. So please join me again next week as Petros Patsilvis from the Caged In Coppola Connections and the Getting to Fall You podcast joins me to help kick off our character study series where each month we analyze one of the characters from Pulp Fiction to see what makes them tick. Our first patient is the charismatic, heroin-loving hitman, Vincent Vega. So until then, I'm the Reverend Scott K. May Tarantino be with you always.
This has been a man with an exceptional beard production.